Welcome back to another episode of Sundays with Jeff Miller. Just want to pass along a little information. I want to thank each and every one of you listeners, as I often do. I just hit 1,700 listens, which is excellent. Uh, I think it's great. I appreciate each and every one of you who listen to my podcast on a weekly basis. And I would recommend that you continue to share this podcast with friends in your fantasy leagues to the best of your ability. Also, if you can share the link maybe on Instagram or uh, Twitter and some people who you may know are not using the site or have not heard of it might get an opportunity to take a listen. Uh, But it is growing. We are continuing to grow. I appreciate it. And had some really good numbers in the last seven to ten days, which is just fun to see. It really helps motivate me to try to come up with more information and better shows to help you on your journey with your fantasy football team. So today is a sneaky peek Thursday where we're going to look at tonight's matchup, Washington and the New York Giants and some players you might want to be playing. And then there are some other things that I would like to cover. And I'm going to get to that right now. We're going to take a look at a couple of our seven habits of highly successful fantasy football drafters. And the reason I want to go back to these two particular items is because I know for some of us, it has been a tough week in the fantasy sports world, right? So let's remember rule number five first. Focus on winning weeks. So if you lost last week, don't worry about it. Let it go. Focus on doing the best you can to put your team in a position to win this week. Now, rule number six plays into this also. Be flexible, adaptable, and trust yourself above all others. And I'm just going to talk about a few examples right here. A few players that we're all not really sure how they're going to perform this week. My first player is James Robinson. The one thing I would say about James Robinson of Jacksonville is that he was not used as effectively as he was last year. Now, he has a new coaching staff that's playing into this. My advice is not to play James Robinson. But there are some interesting things that came about in that game last week. And this one sticks out most to me. He ran 64% of the routes. So when he was on the field, 64% he ran of routes. But he only had six targets, which is, you know, 10%, right? Just under 10%. But that's, that's still a valuable number. And if they can get him involved in the passing game more, it will probably help with the running game. However, not willing to risk it this week, but it's something that you may be considering And it might be something that you look at and and actually like and decide you're going to trust that number. And just a gut feeling tells you that, you know what, you're putting back out there this week. Personally for me, that's not going to happen. But it may give you some ammunition to help ease your mind if you so choose to use him. Now, Saquon Barkley versus Washington. Um... 25... They gave up 25 carries... Last week, Washington's defense did for 91 yards, and that was on 48 snaps. So, what I'm saying there is that maybe Washington's defense isn't quite as good as we think, and that Barkley could be a play. 
He is questionable, but I don't think he's in any worse shape going into this game than he was last week. So again, it's one of those things, are you going to trust yourself? Me, I would not be playing Barkley this week. You might want to look at information like I just gave you, and you might value that. How about Ezekiel Elliott? The LA Chargers versus Washington last week. Okay, so they're playing Washington tonight. Antonio Gibson ran for 20 rushes, 90 yards. He caught three passes, five targets, 18 yards. It's only 12.8 fantasy points, but those 20 carries, I think I read that there's only four or five running backs last week that exceeded 100 yards, um, and he didn't exceed the 100 yards in just rushing, but still 20 carries, that is true RB1, and that's what everybody wanted to see from him. So there you go. How about Aaron Rodgers? Not going to play him. No way. And then one that was on my team, and I almost I almost cut him, but I didn't. I decided I'm going to give him. I looked at the matchups, and I'm hoping that, that he's going to bounce back. And it's a kicker, and it's and it's uh, Young Soo Koo in Atlanta. And I'm going to – I stuck with him. I'm going to play him and see what happens. But I am scared because Atlanta's offense looked horrible, and they're playing a tough team this week. Tampa Bay, but I read somewhere that Matt Ryan in the last two games against Tampa Bay, even right towards the end of last season when Tampa Bay was strolling towards winning uh, a Super Bowl, he threw for like a combined over 600 yards against them and like five TDs. So I'm going to give it a shot and see what happens and hang on to him. Some things that you need to know. Tennessee. We're going to talk about Derrick Henry. 2020, two games, he had fewer than 65 yards on the ground, which is what he did last week. And and in 2020, in week 5 versus Buffalo, and week 13 versus Cleveland. But in week 6 versus Houston, he averaged 9.6 yards per carry. And then in week 14 versus Jacksonville, 8.3 yards per carry over 200 yards in both games. And here's another one. Henry averaged 168 rushing yards per game in contests following a sub 100-yard game in 2020. He should be in your lineups, and trust me, he's going to do really well for you this week, right? The numbers say it. There you go. Wanted to give you you some confidence because I know there's some people who probably lost last week who had Henry, and I want to give you an opportunity to look forward to something this week. How about San Francisco? Uh, Ayuk, the receiver, he did play 47% of the snaps in week one. Now, Sherfield, the other wide receiver, only played one more snap than him. But Ayuk had zero targets, but he only ran 15 routes too. And then Sherfield had three targets and only ran 14 rounds. I guess what I'm saying there is I'm not trusting either one of those guys to be my WR2 um, until things turn around. But here's something that may interest you. Debo Samuel played almost every single snap last week. He only had 12 targets. So, uh, I mean, not targets, actually 12 routes. So there you go. How's that? Um, New Orleans. We've had a lot of people on the waiver wire looking at Juwan Johnson. And Juwan Johnson versus Adam Troutman, the other tight end. And I, I found this interesting because, you know, he had two touchdowns, right? And there were quite a few people that picked him up. But I want you to go into this week being cautious. That's all I'm asking. He only ran 38% of the routes 
in that game. Adam Troutman, the other tight end, 75%. I don't know. Those are the kind of things I look at, and it does get into my brain that maybe, you know, do I just roll the dice? Do I trust myself? That's what, that's what rule number six says. And rule number five, trust yourself, make a decision, go with it. How about L.A. Rams' Daryl Henderson? He played 94% of the snaps. He ran 78% on the routes. 17 of 18 touches uh, for the running backs. Total touches. There you go. So, uh, Daryl Henderson, if you have him on your roster, you should be uh, playing him with some confidence. I know that I personally have him on two rosters and was a little hesitant with him, but I know he got kind of what was considered a fluke touchdown because Cooper Cup scored the touchdown, then they put him down on the one-yard line, Henderson scored. It was just meant to happen, and it did, and I'm going to continue to give an op- him an opportunity into, until proven otherwise, right? L.A. Chargers, Eckler is another one that people are questioning. Um, I will tell you that he did have zero targets. We know that, right? But something that came to mind later in the week after we talked about that earlier this week was that he did run 25 routes. He's not going to have zero targets again this week. He's not. So he had like 11, somewhere between 11 and 12 fantasy points. I'm looking for him to be in the more 18 to 22 range this week because I do believe he will have some targets and some yardage. There you go if you have Eckler and you're concerned about him this week. Over in Houston, Mark Ingram had 26 carries, um, but he was fourth amongst the Houston running backs in routes ran. So strictly a ball carrier, which is good, but if the script changes and they have to throw the ball more, he becomes less valuable. That is Mark Ingram for the Houston team. Texans. All right, Buffalo. How about Diggs? Some people were concerned about him last week. He had 69 yards, 14 targets. But one thing I will tell you, and I'm going to talk about it here in a few minutes, we're going to talk about his air yards. He had 150 air yards, and we're going to talk about that with some of the other players in just a few moments. So sit tight. And we'll be covering that. Miami, uh, Miami's Waddle had 93% routes run. He had a 22% target share and 26% air yards. Um, But they want us to be nervous because Fuller's coming back. I'm not nervous. If I've got Waddle, I'm going to play him. He has a rapport with Tua, and the numbers show it. Those are great numbers for a rookie. How about Baltimore's tight end, Mark Andrews, played 81% of the snaps and ran 95% routes of the routes. That's percentage-wise. That is awesome. That is, he is in the tight end one equation this year in the top five, maybe higher. That's what I'm telling you. You should be confident playing him week in and week out. How about some of the underdogs? Underdogs last week, teams in the NFL had the most wins since 1983, 38 years ago, and they went 9-7 and seven this week. Uh, how about Pittsburgh? Chase Claypool was the only receiver to average. Uh, the average depth of target was above 10 yards, just so you know. So if you're playing any of Pittsburgh's receivers, nothing's changed there uh, in regards to Ben Roethlisberger, FYI, okay? And then another little number that I want to show you, and this is where I we talk about junk, you know, junk mail, junk yards, junk points, and we hate it when somebody beats us with them. 
but Jacksonville's top three receivers all had nine-plus targets. Keep that in mind when you're setting your lineup. Now, I mentioned that I was going to talk a little bit about air yards, so I want to do that really quick because I found this to be interesting. Top 10 air yards from week one. Tyreek Hill, 231 air yards. DJ Chark, 199. CeeDee Lamb, 159. Here's a surprise one for me. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 156 for Green Bay. And Aaron Rodgers only had three fantasy points. So I guess air yards don't really mean anything unless you hang on to the ball and right score. Stefan Diggs, 150. Mentioned him a minute ago. Emmanuel Sanders in Buffalo, 159. So he has more than Stefan Diggs. So even though Josh Allen wasn't successful last week getting the ball deep, they're definitely going to continue to play that way. And there are going to be some really nice dividends down the road for people who have those players for Buffalo. Antonio Brown, 144 air yards. Brandon Cooks, Houston. And I wasn't sure I would even play Brandon Cooks, but 132, you got to play him. Until he shows that he's not a top 10, 15 receiver, you got to get him in your lineups. How about Amari Cooper's 127? And then here's a guy, and I don't know why he's listed where he's at, but Anthony Schwartz, 132. Do we know who Anthony Schwartz is? I don't think you do, but I'm going to tell you. He is a receiver for Cleveland. So if you're an Odell Beckham uh, holder and you're not sure what to do, Anthony Schwartz had three catches, five targets, 69 yards. It was 23 yards per catch. He also rushed the ball one time for 17 yards. You may want to take a look Anthony Schwartz, the Cleveland Browns, and that means I'm also going to ask add him to my waiver wire watch. So he'll be on my watch list uh, on the waiver wire. Moving forward, you may want to pay attention to that. And here's some other kind of funky stats I came up with this week that, that I read about. Christian McCaffrey's 20 games played since the start of the 2019 season. 367 rushing yards. S rushes, sorry, 1,710 rushing yards, which is 85.5 per game, 20 rushing TDs, 142 catches for 1,243 receiving yards, 62.2 per game, and five receiving TDs. He's averaging 29.5 fantasy points a game in those 20 games. And I just, that is just amazing. I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's just not the most valuable player in fantasy football. And, I, and I'm going to even say versus Patrick Mahomes because that, that is just such a huge advantage week in and week out. If you have him on your roster, congratulations. And then rookie wide receiver leaders and targets per route. Minimum 10 routes last week. Rondell Moore, 38.5%. Anthony Schwartz, 31.3%. Devontae Smith. 27.6, Terrace Marshall, 26.1, and Jamar Chase, 25%. Um, that is phenomenal for rookie wide receivers. Um, they are definitely seeing the ball when they are on the field. So there you go. Some, some other players that we should be watching really closely on the waiver wires if they have not been drafted. Over to Thursday Night Football. Let's wrap this up. This is the final part of the show. 
New York Giants versus Washington tonight. Not playing either one of the quarterbacks. Not even going to talk about either one of the quarterbacks. How's that? Running back Barkley. Kind of talked about him at the beginning of the show. Not going to play him. Antonio Gibson, I'm going to give him a roll versus the Giants defense. He played 66% of the snaps. Got 12.8 fantasy points last week. 20 carries, 90 yards. Three catches for another 18 yards. That's 108 total yards. I am going to play Gibson uh, versus the New York Giants. How about wide receiver? Shepard, yes. If he's if he was on waivers and you were able to pick him up, put him in your lineup. 24.3 fantasy points last week. Seven catches, 113 yards and a touchdown. Nine targets. Targets are opportunity. We talk about that a lot. He has had five targets plus in 26 of the last 27 games he's played. He has a 26% target share, which is 14th among all amongst all wide receivers. And he has been in double digits in 18 out of 27 games. So we're going to play Shepard. And Washington's defense versus the Chargers last week allowed Williams and Allen a combined 17 catches on 25 targets, 182 yards, and a touchdown for 41, just over 41 fantasy points. There you go. I'm looking for Shepard to be around that. 15 to 20 point this week. So you're going to play him. And then we're going to go over to Washington and look at McLaurin. Only four catches on four targets for 67 yards. If there's anything, anything pleasing to the eye there, it's that 15.5 yards per catch. And I'm just going to say, I just, I know it's one of those players that you worry about, but I just don't think where you drafted him, you can afford to put him on your bench for any reason. So I'm going to play McLaurin, and I'm going to see how he does this week versus the Giants. The Giants' defense last week versus Denver allowed 264 passing yards and two TDs to Teddy Bridgewater, so they can be had. And if they're going to be had, it's probably going to be McLaurin or this other guy, tight end Logan Thomas, who I told you earlier in the week, New York Giants' defense versus Denver last week, they gave up. 10 catches for 85 yards and a touchdown. So Logan Thomas is going to see the ball even more than he did last week. And he did catch a touchdown pass from Heineke in last week's game for Washington. So there you go. That's it. That's a wrap for Sundays with Jeff Miller. Remember, if you have any questions, you can get a hold of me through my email, Miller at gmail.com. And that is S-O-N-D-A-Z-E uh, with Jeff Miller at gmail.com. And uh, let's play nice. Let's go out there and continue to love our neighbors. And let's, most of all, have fun playing fantasy football. That's a wrap. Bye.